2k podcast this is episode number 10 and i am here with my good friend tanya secret handshake <laughs> what's up we just did that two yeah we, ago. we just practiced um, uh rehearsed i'm good thanks for having me thanks for coming this appreciate is, your time it's an honor it's my first podcast it's so uh, honor excited. to have you on this podcast being your first so what's up <laughs> Not much. Just being busy. Busy, busy. So mm-hmm. I met you approximately how long ago? I want to say. Like two years. Two years or so. Mm-hmm. And you're part of the uh, the crew of friends. Yeah. <clears throat> of uh, I guess Jason, one of my good buddies. Mm-hmm. He was on episode one for mm-hmm. people that I guess eventually people are gonna be able to make connections as far as <laughs> who's been on what podcast and how you guys are all associated with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, just in one big group yeah so yeah whereabouts uh are you from originally from vancouver vancouver so were you born there i was okay (laughs) so uh what do they call people that are born because in toronto they're called torontonians i guess vancouverites vancouverites exactly but i don't know i think I've been here now for almost a decade, mm-hmm. which is a really long time. Right. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I feel really at home here. So it's been good. It's been so good. 10 years. What brought you to Toronto from Vancouver? So basically, I went to school here. Okay. So I first moved here to go to McMaster, actually. For which program? Um, I was in communications. Okay. So I was there for two years, mm-hmm. and I lived in Hamilton for two years. I don't know if you've ever been I've to been Hamilton. In Hamilton. <laughs> it's a very quiet city. It is. Um, so I I went there for two years, and mm-hmm. then. This whole time, or the whole time I was there, I really just wanted to move to Toronto. That it's always where I've kind of wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few of my close friends also lived in Toronto. Um, mm. A few of them went to Ryerson and U of T as well. So um, it was always kind of where I wanted to be. So mm-hmm. I transferred to Ryerson after two years at McMaster, nice. and have just been here ever since. <laughs> Never so- left. Two years in Hamilton. We actually, mm-hmm. one of my buddies used to go to McMaster and we used really? to go visit him every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And we'd go to Hess Village. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good time. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> night, really. night, nightlife scene. But yeah, it's pretty, I guess Hamilton is downtown and everything is yeah. very small in comparison to Toronto. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think looking back, it was, I was really young. Like mm-hmm. looking back, I was, I moved to like Ontario when I was 18. So I think those two years that I was there was just like, I, I felt really young and I, I felt like I had so much to learn. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, it was kind of like, I, wa- I want to say like it was kind of a lonely time living were there. Were you with your family or were you on your own this no, entire time? No, I was completely on my own. Okay. So you um, left Vancouver on your own? Mm-hmm. Well... When you came to Canada? I no, mean, uh, yeah. to Hamilton. Yeah, well, my dad came with me. Okay. Like, he helped me move um, 
into res like at McMaster. Mm -hmm. So I did have family and I, I had my family here come help. Mm -hmm. But it just after that, I feel like it was I was by myself. So the dolo <laughs> mode. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's kind of, yeah, it's hard being really young and still, I thought, mm -hmm. you know, at the time, looking back, like, that I was ready to move and be on my own, but right. I think now in hindsight, I feel like I was really young, and mm -hmm. um, when I did get there, I felt like I didn't know anyone, and it, you know, you do have, you know, the university and, and people around you, mm -hmm. but... It definitely is such a jarring experience. That to probably led to a lot of self-discovery, right? Growth-wise, because mm. nowadays, I don't know. Like for example, if you're living with your parents and you have everything easy, it's hard mm. to grow and discover mm. who you are as a person, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like that's beneficial in the sense where if you're at a young age and you step out of that comfort zone and mm. out of the safety of being in the nest, essentially, exactly, you realize how important it is to be independent and how things are in real life mm -hmm. so yeah i think um the hardest part was i was totally ready to move and mm -hmm. i was in my head at the time i thought i was really ready and then when i got here to ontario i realized like just how kind of hard it is being on your own yeah. and just little things too and and being so what were the biggest being... challenges when you moved <clears throat> I to, think to Toronto from Hamilton. Oh, to yeah. Toronto. Oh, from Hamilton. Yeah. Well, I think moving to Toronto from Hamilton, um, I, it was an easier, easier transition. Okay. Because um, I moved in actually with some of my good friends. Okay. And so we shared a place, but yeah, I think the hardest part was moving from like <clears throat> BC to Hamilton. Got it. And then yeah, moving to Toronto was actually really fun. <laughs> Lots of fun times, and I think because I moved to Ryerson, mm -hmm. I felt really supported, and I felt like I really belonged at the school, and mm -hmm. I really just like vibe with everyone. And yeah. so, yeah, I think I still look back at my time at Ryerson, and I'm always just every time I look back, I, I get happy like thinking about it because it was it was a really good time in my life, and yeah. Mm, nice. yeah. So, which industry are you in, if you were to describe? career right path <laughs> yes. I guess after after Ryerson where did you end up um yeah so after Ryerson I took English and communications at Ryerson mm -hmm. and I think the best thing um about going to Ryerson was really being around people in a creative mm -hmm. industry mm -hmm. and uh, when I was at Ryerson I actually applied to a few internships uh mm -hmm. during my second year and was um lucky enough to get an internship at a pretty big um, fashion magazine nice. and um, I was able to do that um, kind of part-time during my second and kind of third year of university mm -hmm. and yeah it was an amazing experience and from and then I got a few other internships after that but um, I think from that experience I just learned so much and it was a really cool experience just to be yeah and that like environment and mm -hmm. it was something I'd always wanted to do is to work like in the especially the beauty editorial space mm -hmm. and yeah I think even back then like I would always like when I was younger be reading kind of these magazines and always seeing myself you know hopefully one day be in that environment it's, it's mm -hmm. a pretty surreal thing to actually kind of be there and and experience it and 
Um, I'm just really grateful to have a lot of amazing mentors in that industry and mm-hmm. even um, So while... these mentors were found while you were doing the internships, I'm mm-hmm. assuming? Okay. Yeah. Nice. So um, a lot of them were the editors that I worked for. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually still in touch with a lot of them today, which is really awesome. And um, they've been super supportive over the years. And mm-hmm. I think now it's been, I think, at least eight years or seven, maybe seven years um, since like I worked for them and they're mm-hmm. still super supportive. But yeah, it was like such an amazing experience. And um, I just even remember they would give me opportunities to like cover Fashion Week backstage mm-hmm. and interview you know some of like the makeup artists and um some designers and it's just it was such a crazy experience to be like 19 or 20 and, and or 21 yeah, and, things, yeah and being able to you know meet designers and like interview like you know really amazing people at such a young age mm-hmm. so yeah that was a really awesome experience so that was so yeah so back to your question that mm-hmm. i guess my industry um, when I started was in the like beauty editorial, fashion editorial space, mm-hmm. um, interning and as a writer as well. So doing that. And I was lucky enough to actually be hired by um, one of the magazines I interned for. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I, I worked in like digital content um, for a while as their writer. And I covered a lot of shows, same thing, like a lot of fashion weeks. Um, also did a lot of interviews and did a lot of behind the scenes stuff um, on shoots helping out and and doing most of like the digital content um, online for like the beauty stuff so mm-hmm. it was really cool I would I, this was still during like when I was in school as well like when I interned right. I would I so was working was it after you graduated it was during so during so during university I worked um, as an intern mm-hmm. part-time and then after um, I finished that like after I graduated I kind of got hired on to be a writer it's dope. but it was it was crazy because I remember looking back and I, at, the, at one point, I was working, like, four jobs, because <laughs> I remember, like, I was working, um, I was working, like, a beauty job, mm-hmm. and I, I, like, did makeup, and I would do, like, weddings and stuff on weekends, mm-hmm. and then I would still be in school, and then I would also intern, and I would do, like, some writing on the side, so sometimes I'd wake up at, like, like 5 a.m. just to like so were you always yeah. this discipline because i know you as like in our group of friends yeah. you're one of those people that is i can tell you're a go-getter oh, like thanks. you execute and initiate whatever it is that you put your mind to thanks. but what yeah. brought about that i guess approach to life like what was the catalyst or were you always like that like upbringing nature mm. nurture yeah i think for me my dad is the biggest and my mom but i think mm. for me growing up my dad has always really instilled this work ethic okay. in me i think even from a really young age like my first job was actually you'll never guess this but my first job was at mcdonald's mm-hmm. and i was I think I was 13 at the time, which is we all have super to start young. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember, yeah. I think I was, yeah, I was 13, and I remember at the time you couldn't even work like mm-hmm. legally. I think, or it was legal, but you couldn't get paid legally minimum wage. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do was um, I asked my dad to like write a letter 
saying um, that he would allow me to work at like the job and mm. then they would pay me but they couldn't pay me like legally like minimum wage I think mm. so they paid me under <laughs> minimum wage Jeez. and it was like at the time I feel like it was like six dollars an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> which is unheard but, of in today's but days. which is unheard yeah. of but it's crazy because I, I was like 13 and it was six a 24 hours. hour McDonald's oh boy so I remember um having to work like overnight shifts sometimes and mm-hmm. it was super fun because everyone was really young and I think a lot of people were in high school and mm-hmm. overnight we would just like have a lot of fun and you know you probably it's came good. across crazy people in their time too. <laughs> it actually wasn't too bad because I think the area we were in was very suburban okay. and it was very quiet. So this is back in BC. Got it. Yeah, down, so. <laughs> downtown, if you go to the McDonald's yeah. after hours, yeah. it's, not, uh, it's not a su- shit show not and a half. Not suggest that <laughs> yeah. to anyone um, who's young, who's 13. Right. So, <laughs> but, so um, your dad yeah. instilled willpower and discipline and like, in what sense though? Like, yeah, I think my dad, he just always has been about like values mm-hmm. and just working really hard and mm-hmm. um, be, just being able to like to work for something and to build your own kind of path. And mm-hmm. he's just always been very disciplined. And I remember like even <laughs> even get like asking for allowance sometimes mm-hmm. was like a big thing. Like he would make me like write out little contracts saying like I like took out twenty dollars or whatever (laughs) and i I have to like repay him um and like little things like that i feel like business mindset from a young (laughs) age and yeah interesting i think also my dad's an entrepreneur okay that makes Um, a lot of sense now (laughs) yeah and um i would say like he's a he's a self-made entrepreneur for sure like he has you know he started in manila Mm -hmm. and um so i think he's grown his business himself as well but i think for like that was from a young age just seeing like him work really hard and i remember Mm -hmm. when i was younger just um he had a home office too Mm -hmm. so um i would always be in that home office and just it was really cute i had this kind of area where it was like my own little desk and Mm -hmm. he had his desk Mm -hmm. and um when he would be working I would just see like how hard he worked um Mm -hmm. day in day out and yeah I think like kind of subconsciously that instilled this like just seeing you know your parents work really hard and um seeing that entrepreneur mindset I think from a young age um Mm -hmm. really helped me with um work ethic and and mindset that's awesome yeah so thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, shout out to all the, the Papa Dukes out there that are inspiring, and well, even Mama Dukes as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but that's that's awesome. Like yeah. having, a, I guess, a parental figure mm. that's like one of the most important yeah, idols you can call them. When you're young, mm. you look up to these adults mm-hmm. that take yeah, care of you. For sure. And not a lot of people have that opportunity to learn from their parents in mm-hmm. that regard. So yeah. that's a blessing. I'm really grateful for that, yeah. So yeah. what about right now at this moment? I know you launched mm-hmm. your own. So yeah. you went the entrepreneur route. I did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I just actually recently launched a beauty brand. So mm-hmm. it's called Natanj Beauty, M-E-T-A-N-G-E. Nice, nice. Um, I'll, I'll put the links up in the <laughs> description <laughs> on Instagram. So. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that famous yet, or the yeah. reach is not too, but eventually, no, as time I mean, goes, that's not the point, yeah, I guess. But. It's not. I feel like any, you know, I'm really grateful for any 
any exposure. kind of shout out exposure exactly there you so go. yeah so i just i launched that and it's um it's a brand that's a new beauty concept i would mm-hmm. say um because it's not really it's not just i would categorize it as just a skincare brand or just a beauty brand or mm-hmm. um anything like that I, I really feel like it is a new concept and okay. something i've been working on for about three years now mm-hmm. and it's something that I'm super excited about and it's based actually on traditional Chinese medicine mm-hmm. and um, on Eastern healing and specifically on uh, traditional Chinese medicine and um, this massage technique called Gua Sha. Okay. What, or Gua Sha, you can say it both ways. But... Gua Sha or Gua Sha. <laughs> exactly. So I say, I personally say Gua Sha, but um, you can say it either way and it's essentially um, based on traditional Chinese medicine and massaging the skin using um, usually a stone tool. So mm-hmm. it can be either made from jade or in my case, um, the brand, is, the stone tool is made from obsidian stone. Obsidian stone. So yeah, so it's really based on that and it's really um, about healing, I think, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So, yeah. so what brought about the inspiration to launch your own uh, beauty, skincare, modern yeah. product? Um, that's a really good question because mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I've been on kind of a journey mm-hmm. um, with, and that I feel like that is a really que- a question that is a long kind of answer has a long answer. Mm-hmm. But basically, just I think working in the industry, mm-hmm. like the beauty and skincare cosmetic space for like just over seven years, I think um, I've seen a lot of things related to beauty and skincare and Mm -hmm. wellness and I think um see like seeing all those things really for so long I've been wanting to kind of create my own um brand and my own kind of vision for Mm -hmm. um to start and um yeah I think it really so (laughs) back to the question um like what made me want to start it what what inspired you and what led you to like executing on like you know what let's do this yeah because a lot of people i guess they have these ideas that float in their head but they never actually initiate i guess you had that role model in your life to give you that entrepreneurial edge Mm. but at the same Mm -hmm. time uh what was the catalyst where you're like all right let's Mm. do this yeah i think the main moment in my life that i feel like changed my entire life Mm -hmm. was when i was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease which was about three years ago Mm -hmm. and at the time i was actually working for a beauty brand Mm -hmm. and i was working full time and i think that moment just changed everything for me because i was actually like hospitalized Mm -hmm. and um i was completely healthy before that point no health problems never been hospitalized and then all of a sudden i just kept on having these symptoms and my stomach really hurt Mm -hmm. i was just i couldn't eat i was in a lot of pain and all of a sudden like i i was actually at work i remember this and i just couldn't like stand up and Mm -hmm. I, i just felt so dizzy and um yeah after that i went ended up going home that day and um early and i remember just feeling really sick that day and I I felt really really sick and I ended up just um going to the hospital like that day Mm -hmm. because I was I just yeah I felt just terrible so that was when I was in the hospital and I was like diagnosed for an autoimmune disease 
um, called ulcerative colitis, which is mm-hmm. actually um, similar to Crohn's disease. I don't okay. know if you're familiar with Crohn's, yeah, with Crohn's disease, but yeah. um, it, it actually is a digestive issue. So, so it's literally when your immune system is attacking the bacteria in your mm-hmm. intestines. And, exactly. Um, I guess treating it as if it was like mm-hmm. bad bacteria, but it's your mm-hmm. gut flora and everything is... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically, um, there's kind of little, if you think of the digestive system, there's actually, um, for colitis, there's little kind of ulcers mm-hmm. um, when in your digestive tract. So essentially, when you, you can't digest food, right. um, when it, it just really hurts, right? Because if you think of like little cuts and when right. food is coming through, and like those it, cuts are from your immune system mm-hmm. breaking apart pieces of your intestine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of the way the doctor explained it to me the very first time. He was like, "Just think of your body like attacking itself, right. Right. and um, it's your own immune system mm-hmm. that can't d- digest food or whatever." So. I just remember being in the hospital, like out of nowhere. I remember mm-hmm. that very first time I was hospitalized. Um, it was Thanksgiving weekend, mm-hmm. and I just remember it being so hard because just spending Thanksgiving um, in the hospital and having, you know, Thanksgiving dinner there was really hard. But um, yeah. So when just, you were at the hospital, um, like mm-hmm. what was the procedure? What happened essentially? Like when you went there, you were just like, okay, my stomach hurts, like, and then what? Yeah, I went. So I ended up going to the ER, and um, I just I I didn't know what was wrong with me. Honestly, mm-hmm. I thought it was either I had like some sort of like food poisoning or mm-hmm. something. Like they they actually didn't even know at first too. So they the thing with um, getting checked into the ER is they, they run a whole bunch of tests on you that take quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So for me, I didn't even know what I was, what I had until maybe like, like four days in three, four days in because, um, and you were at the hospital the entire duration. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, um, they were just running tests and, um, doing like x-rays, stuff like that and mm-hmm. bringing in different specialists to see. And I remember, I think I remember one of the doctors, they came in and they were like, when they diagnosed me, um, she was like, oh, um, the good news is um, we checked and we, you don't have cancer, which is good. Mm-hmm. And for me, in my head, I was, I didn't even think that was. Right, I was just going to ask you, <laughs> did, they, did yeah. they think that was. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing. And so Jeez. I just remember <clears throat> like being sh- like shell-shocked when she told me that because I was like what do you mean like I did I thought I had like food poisoning like right. why are you testing me for like for cancer right, right, right and right. then and then she was like but the good news is um you do have an autoimmune disease and mm-hmm. you're gonna be on medication for life and uh, at the like, time, that's great thanks <laughs> and I was like oh like obviously it's like now shock, I'm, yeah. like obviously well yeah at the moment your universe either, probably flips yeah, upside down but um in the moment i was just like like what like what is going on right. you know i just i came into the hospital like no health problems at all and all of a sudden the doctor's telling me that i have an autoimmune disease that doesn't and it also doesn't have a cure mm-hmm. so um you can be on medication for it but um and you can definitely, most definitely, go into remission, which means that um, the symptoms don't come back, and mm-hmm. um, you can find a medication that works for you, and which is what I'm on right now. Is I still have medication for it, and thankfully, so it's something been... you take on the daily to control mm-hmm. your immune mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly, and I think 
Um, also, just being mindful of what you're eating, and for me especially, um, just making a few dietary changes. So your entire diet is completely mm-hmm. different now, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we've discussed this before. Uh, someone in my family, my middle brother, he got diagnosed mm-hmm. with pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. But he's in the early stages where... Mm-hmm. But he completely switched his entire diet and mm-hmm. everything, and mm-hmm. I think they are getting him to mm-hmm. be on that medication as well. Oh, really? Okay. So I saw firsthand yeah. like how yeah how much of an impact it has on someone's life because yeah. realizing that you can't have the freedom to eat whatever mm-hmm. you want and like mm-hmm. there's when you say you have a disease, it sounds more dramatic yeah. than it is, but yeah. For a long time, too, I remember I couldn't even say that. Like, I couldn't right. say the words. Like, I couldn't even say I have an autoimmune disease. Like, I right. would always tell people it's a condition. And, right, but right, I right. think now, like, that I'm used to it, like, I can mm-hmm. call it that. But So even yeah. with my brother now, he's, like, turning around in the sense where he's becoming a lot more appreciative of, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guess, like, because it wakes you up, right? Because mm-hmm. you think everything is all fine and then, and then mm-hmm. life is like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to give you this card. What do you think? Yeah. And then how you take it from there, Mm -hmm. it's like up to the person ultimately, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, But, yeah, but I think that answers like a bit. That's a pretty uh, deep and that's a, it just goes Mm -hmm. to show like sometimes you need uh, an Mm -hmm. event that shakes up your reality in Mm -hmm. that sense and then it leads you to do great things mm-hmm. yeah um i yeah. actually like i look back and i am really grateful for that moment right. because um it taught me so much and mm-hmm. even that the whole like process of that just completely changed my entire mindset and right. you know i i realized that without your health you mm-hmm. you can't accomplish any like anything you want to right mm-hmm. and you can't your health is everything. If you're not in good health, you can't, you know, help anyone else, essentially. Right. And it's so easy so. to take for granted when there's nothing mm-hmm. going on, right? Exactly. It's the same yeah. thing as, like, when you get a cold or something. You kind of reminisce at the time, like, your nose yeah. was not running and like, yeah. you're not coughing. Yeah. But then we get into that habit of once you're healthy again, it's like, you know what? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not something we focus on. Yeah. So now three years after that mm. now everything's fine you launch your company and all that mm-hmm. so in terms of the transition of how how did you overcome being in that state of mind and mm-hmm. kind of accepting things for how they were and then mm-hmm. becoming more I guess positive and mm-hmm. um, executing mm-hmm. like the launch of a company almost right? yeah I think for me um, that pivotal kind of moment right. really changed my whole life and it really led me to the concept of my brand now and mm-hmm. at the time I had this idea to start it and I really kind of put it on the back burner and I didn't really know what area to kind of focus on and right. and so I had this idea of a business but I never really thought like pursued it seriously until so was, I was it after. a question of the fear of executing due mm-hmm. to unknown or yeah. what so that was the reason or I think it was also just not having that push and you right. know when like you're not pu- sometimes pushed to do mm-hmm. something you're kind of just like coasting so it's funny like, you mentioned that because yeah. I'm starting to realize with like I don't know a lot of stuff and plans and that I'm executing on my end mm-hmm. if you don't get that push and it mm-hmm. never comes you're mm-hmm. never really going to start anything mm-hmm. but then realizing that and just being like fuck it I'm going to mm-hmm. execute yeah. knowing that that push might not come mm-hmm. it 
changes your entire perception of mm. um, just putting things into motion, right? Yeah. So that just goes to show it's like sometimes, I don't know, the, I've mentioned this on mm. a lot of other podcasts as well where we all have infinite potential in terms of like achieving greatness mm-hmm. and like becoming the strongest versions of ourselves. But mm-hmm. a lot of times we're just sitting around waiting for the right moment. Mm-hmm. But in reality, that moment's never going to come. And exactly. sometimes something like this happens and mm-hmm. it kind of shakes you. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. um, what if something worse happened or mm-hmm. whatever? It's like my life is not yeah. infinite. The timeline right. is not uh, ongoing forever. Right, yeah. And then when you come to that understanding and awareness and realization, you're able mm-hmm. to, I don't know, put things into perspective and then take the steps necessary mm-hmm. and not approach things from a fear-based mindset. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, like we even talked about I don't know, equipment for the setup or whatever it's mm-hmm. like sometimes we feel like we want to be perfectionists or mm-hmm. we're afraid of what if we fail what if right. i do this but that's besides the point mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. unfortunately like probably people that, so there's a lot of people that regret not mm-hmm. doing things that they wish they had yeah uh when they were younger yeah no for sure um but no, that's a pretty inspiring story in terms of um how you Thank came you. about launching this brand Thanks. But yeah, I think like we were talking about with the equipment and the podcast, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I was telling, I was telling Masood that I think it's just like props to you for starting this podcast right. because I, I feel like so many times it's that it's just starting. That's the mm-hmm. hard part. And I think even if something isn't perfect or you don't have everything planned out, like just the act of starting something and putting it out there, yeah, that's, you know, that's how you learn and evolve and grow and level up, right? Exactly. And then yeah. also surrounding yourself with people that are motivating and inspirational mm-hmm. and help you along the way is mm-hmm. key too. Yeah. If you're doing like we never do anything on our own necessarily mm-hmm. like you always have people to i don't know look up to or people mm-hmm. that help you or aid you like for example mm-hmm. like these microphones i got for, as a birthday gift from jason oh nice. right and yeah. like that's a very thoughtful Aww. gift and like he's one of the like i wouldn't be doing yeah. this well i would have but i mean timing would have been off or whatever mm-hmm. like he kind of gave me a little bit of a boost in terms of all right like now i have one less excuse to execute this mm-hmm. vision that i have yeah, that's so um, thoughtful of him. But yeah, so things like that, right? Yeah. It's like having that support system, having a team, being around a community that inspires and motivates you mm-hmm. and pushes you towards achieving these dreams that you yeah, have and just sure. taking it from your headspace and manifesting it into like existence mm-hmm. and then yeah, infinite potential. Yeah. That's the so important to um, like the energy around you too. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if you've heard of that quote that um, if your friends aren't inspiring you, then mm-hmm. you need a new circle. <laughs> yeah, you need new friends. And you do, yeah, exactly. Because I think uh-huh. it's so true. And I think everyone, all of my friends in my life, like including you, mm-hmm. everyone inspires me. And I think just living your guys' th- like true, authentic kind of right. path and right. pursuing whatever it is that makes you happy and whatever it is, you know, makes you really passionate is mm-hmm. just so inspiring to me. And I think that energy is really infectious, right? It is. When yeah. you are around people who are so passionate and who are also very positive because I right. think... They're enjo- yeah. Like everyone we know in our community, we enjoy yeah. what we do. We're not mm. like stressed and depressed yeah. and be like, fuck, <laughs> so much going on. Yeah, all this work. All this work. Yeah. No, I think 
we're all like very like positive and supportive too, which mm -hmm. is really cool. And um, everyone, we know how to have fun too. <laughs> yeah, work hard, play hard, enjoy yeah. life, live in the present moment. Yeah, so. but I do think that is really important though, is that, you know, that similar mindset of being really positive mm -hmm. and having that energy around you because it, it really, it's so hard to fall into like a very negative environment, you know, mm -hmm. where people are, you know, talking down or on even on themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think if um, you're around people who have that energy, it's so easy to get caught up in it. It's, uh, it does affect you. It's contagious, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. yeah. usually I come across some people that do complain about those mm -hmm. type of people or are surrounded in those situations or mm -hmm. are that type of person, right? Mm -hmm. And usually if you don't have direct influence on that person or you can't, Mm -hmm. You can show them an alternate perspective of how to see things, but mm -hmm. I guess keeping a distance away mm -hmm. because energy does rub off on yeah. you, right? So that's very important. Energy is everything. Energy is everything. <laughs> vibes don't vibes lie. Vibes don't yeah. lie. <laughs> and what are vibes? Like our vibration. Energy, yeah. right? Our cells all vibrate at a yeah. certain frequency. Like um, Every thought every is, thought, an, is yeah. a vibration. Every, like, I recently kind of was reading into this but basically speaking to is a well, vibration yeah, vocal cords are vibrating yeah. making sounds that are interpreted by our yeah. minds yeah. which is like a whole bunch of neurons that are connected but in a cellular level there's yeah. cells that are vibrating yeah yeah which is crazy when you think about it and then we make mm -hmm. we emit this electromagnetic field which mm -hmm. is like considered like i'm reading a book by um i'm almost on joe dispenza mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. becoming supernatural and he talks mm -hmm. about how everybody does have an aura, which is like an mm -hmm. electromagnetic field. And if someone's mm -hmm. depressed, for example, mm -hmm. their frequency and their cellular vibration is mm -hmm. different from someone who's positive and loving. Mm -hmm. And I definitely feel like that's something that correlates to like when you meet someone and you're like, I like this person mm -hmm. versus being like, hmm, this mm -hmm. person gives me a bad gut feeling. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. Um, it's also, yeah. But yeah, that's, it's pretty crazy when you look into that kind of stuff, and it's true. Like, mm -hmm. and the more you live through life, and the more you kind of um, be more present and aware of these things, you realize how true it can be. Mm -hmm. And science and stuff like that is kind of catching up to that yeah. level of trying to understand. Okay, um, all this this meditation, or whatever it is in terms of the mind and the mm -hmm. body, there's mm -hmm. something to this, like the placebo mm -hmm. effect, all that kind of stuff. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, so I, it's. Um, cool to see mm -hmm. how the science and the mumbo jumbo kind of thing has started mm -hmm. to overlap in a way where yeah and even i don't know if you've ever seen that ikea commercial where mm -hmm. they talk to the plants no i haven't <laughs> really okay yeah. i have to show you this so okay. basically they did um a study where there were like two plants mm -hmm. and um every day they would have two different groups of people i think come mm -hmm. and like like talk to each plant and mm -hmm. so for one plant every day they would say something really negative and to the plant <laughs> what would you tell a plant that's negative <laughs> you're not looking too green today you're not too Sorry. green today like. um yeah like stuff like that though that yeah. they would just say like oh you're ugly or something like that or things that you yeah. would say to you it's know like people you would say shit plant <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> this leaf is out of place. <laughs> You're doing a bad and job. And the other one, yeah. they, they give it love, right? Yeah. So okay. and the other plant, they um, they talk to it every day and say, oh, like you, you look beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
you know, um, every, like very positive af- kind of affirmations for the plant. And so I know like it sounds out there and silly, right. but like at the end of the study, they actually found that the plant that um, was being talked to positively was mm-hmm. actually grew more and like actually like, was thriving versus right. the plant who um, they t- were talking negative to. The demeaned plant. <laughs> Poor bullied plant. The plant. Um, it, I think it died or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn. So it's crazy. Like whenever I think of you know speaking and the, right. and how you speak to yourself and how you speak to other people, I always remember that study mm-hmm. because because I'm like this. It it's not like it actually does have energy. Like our words, right? Right. Well, even yeah. the train of thought from a mind perspective like mm-hmm. a mindset perspective if you wake up every morning and you're mm-hmm. like i got this like mm-hmm. i love my life everything is blessed like mm-hmm. more of appreciate mm-hmm. the choices you're going to make throughout the day based off of how your perception of reality is set mm-hmm. the in, your entire trajectory in life is going to be shifted towards one that has positive outcomes mm-hmm. versus being like oh fuck i have to go to work and like, mm-hmm. i have to do this oh fuck like yeah. I, I, that negative obviously yeah. it's going to be harder to come out of that mm-hmm. but that's a yeah pretty dope study yeah i'll have to look that. into that yeah. I've, I've actually yeah. seen another one um it's a japanese one where they do it with uh i think it's rice oh, like uh, really sprouts yeah and with elementary school kids or yeah same thing the one that receives the negative treatment yeah. rots and then oh. the other one sprouts really for which rice. is yeah for That's for so rice cool. um I have but to no, look into that. all that kind of stuff exists mm. i feel like technology is going to reach a point where we'll, we'll be able to measure those type of things mm-hmm. uh, whereas at the moment it's Mm-hmm. Some stuff is still kind of woo woo, <laughs> and even in Chinese medicine, when yeah. it comes to like I don't know the meridians and mm-hmm. like the energy centers, yeah. like chakras, all that kind of yeah. stuff. When it comes to Western medicine, all that kind of stuff, it's like yeah, that's mm-hmm. bullshit. But yeah, but there's well, so yeah. many com- like commonalities and similarities and like different cultural traditions and like mm-hmm. their belief systems, where it's like mm-hmm. there m- must be something there. Like they're mm-hmm. not all in yeah. sync making up bullshit yeah in regards to i don't know like your third eye or all that kind of stuff no it's interesting that you did bring that up because that's what i love talking about too and and i find that for like everyone obviously has different beliefs but Mm -hmm. for me i think traditional chinese medicine has like actually helped my life and just dealing with Mm-hmm. you know um having an autoimmune disease and right. the reason why actually i like got into guasa was because when i was in the hospital the like the first time and the, the other times after that but they put me on like this steroid medication through an mm-hmm. iv and mm-hmm. essentially it's called prednisone okay and one of the side effects is having it's actually called moon face moon face <laughs> moon face so mm-hmm. if you're watching you can google prednisone moon face and essentially your face just like kind of swells up like as a result of the medication Mm -hmm. and like you retain a lot of water in your face okay so that happened to me and for like at the i was just so upset because it's something that you can't control right Mm -hmm. and you're on this medication that is essentially helping your life and making Mm -hmm. you feel better but at the same time there's so many 
you know, crazy side effects. Mm -hmm. So um, I remember at the time I was on so much medication already that I didn't want to go on more medication, you know, for it. Mm. So I was really just, you know, Googling natural ways on how to get rid of like swelling and, mm -hmm. and whatever. And I'd always heard about like jade rollers. And okay. I don't know if you know this term. But jade rollers. <laughs> I am not but... familiar with jade rollers. <laughs> Are those uh, like light yeah. green? Okay. Yeah. So you'll probably see them like on Instagram, but they have... This, they look like rollers. Right. So, yeah, I've, so it, I've it's seen, yeah. it's a similar concept to like guasa, which mm -hmm. is like for like facial guasa in the sense that it does hit hit those um, acupressure points. Okay. But that's the reason why I kind of delved deeper into like researching about it is mm -hmm. because I wanted to find it was more for myself to find a natural way on how to get rid of like the swelling and this tension like in my jaw from just like stress and. Mm -hmm. Overall, um, just to, it really also feels great doing it and just like as a self-massage, it, it's really de-stressing and so mm -hmm. that's how I like came across it to begin with was because of a need like being on this medication. So I found it does work, like traditional Chinese medicine, mm -hmm. you know, it, it does really work and I still use it today and even, you know, a lot of, I remember like growing up because I'm Chinese, so I'm Chinese and Filipino as well. Okay. So, but growing up, my parents, especially like my dad, he loved um, like making these soups, and and he like we have like a Chinese medicine practitioner like in our family um, that our family goes to. So, like I've kind of grown up with this, but I never mm -hmm. like and before kind of resonated with it. I always thought it was like, oh, like, you know, I have, there's Western medicine and, and that works for a reason, you know? Right. But I, I think it wasn't until um, I was diagnosed with this autoimmune disease that I, because I was on so much like Western medicine already, mm -hmm. like I just felt like I, I needed something natural and I wanted to, to kind of, it kind of brings you back to the roots as well right. like, for me. Right, so, right, right, right. Yeah. I actually went to a Chinese medicine. Really? Uh, I guess like a Chinese doctor where they have yeah. all the medications and stuff like that. But it's yeah. like organic roots and stuff. Like yeah. I went in, I forgot what I went in for, but mm -hmm. he did like a body scan and then he looked at my tongue. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're too stressed. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm really? not. Really? You're yeah. stressed? This was like maybe oh, okay. seven you're like years. The, the most so seven, eight, seven, eight years ago before I started my, yeah. I guess, Zen journey. And, yeah. Uh, but I remember he just looked at my tongue. He's like, yeah, you, you think too much. You're mm. too stressed. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm not. <laughs> he's like, yeah. My tongue's lying. Yeah, my, my tongue's my tongue, my lying to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I, yeah. there are centuries of, I guess, mm -hmm. research and mm -hmm. experience that they have that they mm -hmm. apply to all these type of things. Like even yeah. acupuncture and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. There's a reason why it's so popular. Mm -hmm. And like guasa is also, it's basically acupuncture, but with a stone mm -hmm. instead of like a needle, if you think about it that way. So right. it works the same way. Like when you hit those points, it mm -hmm. does kind of those things like... In, so in are like you familiar train. with all the points in the body? Mm -hmm. How many points are there? Okay, not... Okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> But um, I'm mostly familiar with like the Because I've seen a face. chart and when it comes to the meridian points, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot. It's really cool though, because like, especially on your hands and feet, mm -hmm. like... They, like points on your hands and on your feet actually relate to different like organs. Organs, too. yeah. I've so seen that. 
like there's like this area for like stomach right mm. and so if there's an area like an acupressure massage like if one area is tender then mm -hmm. it means that there's something wrong with That's interesting you know, which is really cool so but even yeah. just like the whole thing about energy and i think in traditional chinese medicine it's it's a lot about like about chi right which mm -hmm. is like the energy and like yin and yang and like right. i really love that like even just principle of like that concept of the masculine and the feminine energies mm -hmm. and i think it's just it's really interesting to, balancing to dive everything deep in. out right yeah. we were talking about that earlier in terms of everything is i guess getting it synchronized and balanced yeah like that's aligned. very aligned <laughs> aligned yeah. chakras mm -hmm. aligned um but that's very important right because sometimes mm -hmm. we get pulled into one direction in life mm -hmm. and we forget about other things that mm -hmm. um are necessary right mm -hmm. um, and chakras too I think are really interesting because mm -hmm. I'm just starting to get I think you could probably tell me a bit more about chakras and stuff mm -hmm. but I think it's really interesting how different chakras are actually similar so basically like I was reading that the chakra of like receiving mm -hmm. is the same it's all like the same energy right like mm -hmm. for love and also like um even like finance right mm -hmm. so that energy of like abundance yeah so from what yeah, i've read rooted. so far and like experience and whatnot mm -hmm. um in terms of so yeah, we have there's like the root one and mm -hmm. there's one the navel there's mm -hmm. your heart chakra your stomach chakra throat chakra third mm -hmm. eye crown chakra mm -hmm. and then yeah each of those depending on which um i guess the way they describe it mm -hmm. is people resonate in specific chakras mm -hmm. where if you're aligned, your energy is mm. flowing all the way mm -hmm. throughout. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have blocked chakras. So, mm -hmm. for example, if you're stuck in your root chakra, mm -hmm. your desires are going to be very like egotistical, just primal in a way where you just want to, like, mm. for men, for example, like media these days, chasing big yeah. booties and whatever. That's like the lowest yeah. vibration, right? Because yeah. you're stuck yeah. in your root chakra. Uh. And then, like, opening up the other chakras when you open up to your heart chakra for example mm -hmm. you're becoming more loving and open and accepting mm -hmm. accepting and all that mm -hmm. um and then so it, even in the book that i'm reading the becoming supernatural he talks mm -hmm. about like as soon as you start opening and becoming mm -hmm. uh, awakening that kundalini energy you mm -hmm. become more open to different experiences and like there's mm -hmm. there are traumas and stuff associated so it's not like mm -hmm. you have to slowly transition into it mm -hmm. um but yeah once you like start opening up your third eye which is like the spirit version mm -hmm. and your crown chakra is like i guess being connected to mm -hmm. everything as a whole mm -hmm. um but yeah and you start to realize like the more i grow up whether it's related to that kind of stuff or mm -hmm. not i realize mm -hmm. my priorities start shifting mm -hmm. yeah um, from when i was very young up until now it's yeah. crazy how much and you can kind of relate it to those type of energy levels mm -hmm. like where you are and yeah and how you feel and, and even just like you know have you heard of like the different vibrations like um the number the, like, like frequency fr ones yeah. Yeah. yeah so basically like love is the highest vibration right mm -hmm. but then i think it's like a like 500 mm -hmm. is, that, is that it i'm it's not like familiar with right uh, the exact vibration but i'm, a fam yeah. I'm familiar with like have you heard of binaur binaural beats yeah, I've heard of it. Binaural like I, I see it on YouTube. All the time. <laughs> like yeah, so so apparently, like, like for yeah. that, there's like yeah. alpha, de delta, omega, mm. like different 
vibrations of your brain mm -hmm. like specific frequencies that it yeah and you put one you wear headphones and mm. it'll play one frequency in your left earbud mm. and then one in your right and your brain kind of matches to a specific frequency oh. and there actually are binaural beats for i guess opening your chakras or mm. like meditation really when i used mm. to do them when i used to practice lucid dreaming Mm. and then what it would do is it kind of tricks your brain into thinking that you're in a specific state of mind when in reality you're yeah. trying to trick it and stay awake while you slip into sleep <laughs> sleep cool. land um, yeah i've done like a few of them um like the youtube ones for sometimes mm. when it's like um for stress right? right and just like relaxation i find it works like uh, no it's for, actually pretty interesting i've yeah. tried like some of the creative creativity ones mm. like when i'm at work and like my mm. mind is all over the place yeah and it's like focus and creativity and mm. Um, whether it's placebo or whatnot, like I get mm -hmm. focused. Mm -hmm. um, I actually I like placebo. <laughs> no, like, but the thing, yeah, like, if placebo yeah, works. Exactly, then, it's like, then it works. Then it works, yeah, right? And exactly. which is pretty interesting. So if yeah, if you can reach a point where you just become a believer in everything and you're just naively <laughs> floating, I guess yeah. it will benefit you in a way. But so. it's kind of like the whole thing about like affirmations too and right. stuff like that, where it's like. Or like even like fake it till you make it, right? right. I feel like there if is some truth it about enough, it. Yeah. yeah, if you believe it enough, if you tell yourself, you know, if you remind yourself every day, mm. it kind of like becomes reality. And right. I think even for me that relates too, because when I started kind of with like starting my business, I never thought that I could be like at this point where I mm -hmm. am like looking back now. And, and not to say that I'm already, I have achieved a lot, but just mm -hmm. to be able to have launched a brand mm -hmm. and to have done it like I, I two two three years ago I probably thought this would not have happened like right. this soon I probably would have thought oh maybe like in 10 years I would do it you know mm -hmm. but I think I, I did a lot of like self-development and like personal development work mm -hmm. um in the last like three years two yeah two three years and I think it, it has some truth like if you if you like envision your highest self and mm -hmm see where they where that person is at and how they would act in every day like how they would talk to people or what they would be doing and just kind of like visualize yourself as that person and mm -hmm. and act as that person like today right then you're kind of already there like you're halfway there mm -hmm. you know those type so. of meditations are very beneficial as mm -hmm. well and mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of successful people do project themselves mm -hmm. in future scenarios where they mm -hmm. have already attained all that they want and like you said subconsciously you kind mm -hmm. of mimic the behavior of that person that's already successful mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. and yeah nowadays it's hard to do but mm -hmm. like i guess in the mornings and before bed like dedicating maybe five or ten minutes mm -hmm. to like journaling or like meditating mm -hmm. in terms of what you want you yeah. get a clearer understanding of what it is you want and why yeah for right. sure i think um i don't know if i I've, I've talked to you about like meditation journaling i know before, i was about but... to ask you do you do anything in <laughs> this is regards like my to meditation topic to talk about, but yeah i think um like journaling especially and mm -hmm. especially like manifestation journaling is something that is mm -hmm. crazy and it works and so manifestation in regards to it just as an example what would you write in your journal yeah so for example i had one um like for my business mm -hmm. and i wrote one i think two years ago and i recently read read back on it and mm -hmm. when i read back on it everything happened the way that i wrote it right. out which is crazy but I think um, that's a really good exercise, especially if you need help mindset-wise, mm -hmm. is ma ma like journaling and even just like visualization 
and like visualizing where you want to be and mm -hmm. I think a really good prompt is um, is to start like um, journaling with I am so grateful and happy that dot okay. dot dot you know this has happened or you can even do like you know the year is 2025 and I've started blah blah right. you know things like that just to get your mind going and and to write everything in extreme detail <laughs> and a lot of my friends actually have asked me about this and mm -hmm. it's something that I always kind of have a conversation about because it's personally worked for me and in, in so many areas of my life mm -hmm. but I feel like it's something that it doesn't cost anything to do you can do it every night and it just it, it really helps like kind of reprogram your mind into that like mm -hmm. growth mindset and achieving your dream whatever it may be reprogramming of the mind <laughs> well, that's yeah. essentially it right? yeah because like when you're journaling everything you're literally yeah. telling your subconscious it's like hey whatever autopilot mechanism is yeah. in there that's working in the background yeah. uh, this is what I want like mm -hmm. make it happen let's yeah. go and, and so then that's much, how yeah. it, it yeah, works like it that does. and I, yeah. I, I agree with you 100% even when it comes to everything that I've done I've yeah. journaled it at one point mm -hmm. and like made a plan or like mm -hmm. just been like okay what are the steps needed mm -hmm. and then that kind of reinforces that program in your subconscious or your psyche mm -hmm. and and then some people can say, oh, the universe is aligning. It's like, mm -hmm. But on a deeper level, it's like your mind is being programmed in a way where mm -hmm. it's like it's while you're sleeping or while mm -hmm. you're doing other things, you're kind of um, making decisions that will cater towards what mm -hmm. you've planned, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I think just the act of writing it, mm -hmm. like that is such a small step, but it right. really it, it, it does so much. It, yeah. yeah, and it's like it's kind of like you know, writing it into existence mm -hmm. is, and basically once you put it into writing, it's like one small step towards whatever mm -hmm. you want to accomplish. Even expressing so. emotions or feelings is actually crazy mm -hmm. how much mm -hmm. relief you can attain from just writing something down. Yeah, um, for sure. Like in, there were times in my life where I would do a lot of breathing exercises and stuff like that. And on mm -hmm. my way home from work or whatever, I just, on my phone, I type mm -hmm. down just how I felt, how mm -hmm. my day went. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost as if your mind is getting rid of those things mm -hmm. or whatever, even if it's gratefulness, appreciation or mm -hmm. whatever negative stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you stop thinking about those things on loop because yeah. it's almost as if you've put it out, released it, you've yeah. released it and you're done with it and you yeah. actually feel great afterwards. Yeah. It's kind of, I feel like the same thing too about like, ex like feeling emo like emotion and feeling pain mm -hmm. too, I think once you feel the pain and you're able to like feel it you can release it and right. then it's gone type right. of thing whereas like i feel like especially when it comes to pain i think if you don't feel it and you kind of just suppress like it. suppress it and like mm. put it in the back of your mind kind of distract yourself then it's always it's always going to be there yeah exactly and i feel like you can't truly move on if you don't feel it mm -hmm. and release it you know yeah, so bioenergetic stretching and stuff like that, that's what I got into due to that because I realized oh, that I was that? <laughs> I was suppressing all of my emotion. And this yeah. essentially, Carl Jung goes into this, Elliot Hulse, one of the guys I look up to. Yeah. And they talk about how emotions and mm. feelings, if you don't release them, for mm. men especially, we're mm. very, we suppress everything. Mm. Um, yeah. It manifests into like uh, armor armor like neuromuscular really? armor right your nervous really? system and everything kind of goes into a lockdown mode and then you won't be able to laugh properly you won't be able wow. to just you become a stone almost because your nervous system is like we're creating all of these boundaries and calluses wow. however you reach a point where you might 
break one day and if yeah. you do you, it leads to like a panic attack or a meltdown wow. or um what's that called again bio so bioenergetics bio and then it's, it's it's just stretching in a way where you're releasing that tension and usually mm. like in our uh the front of our bodies for example when mm. you're your your shoulders where mm. you're always holding that tense mm. um like opening up your belly so you can breathe deeper like all mm. the fascia and everything like that mm. um like stretching that out um but no it's very important that's right really and that's why like for example when people do like heavy breath work or like specific mm. stretching like sometimes these emotions arise mm-hmm. it's like where is that coming from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's almost as if our fascia and our muscle or the tissue there's like mm-hmm. information there almost like mm-hmm. trauma mm-hmm. that manifests in your nervous system essentially mm-hmm. right so like so for hard. example like let's say you're in a situation where there's someone that you don't like or they mm. caused you harm in the mm. past what is your body going to do as soon as they come into the room mm. you kind of tense, tense up, up yeah. right yeah so imagine you don't release that and over years that same yeah. person is in your life like what's right. going to happen as a result your um your body and your physiology and the chemicals and the hormones and it's like mm. a whole chain reaction of things that lead up to mm a spiral of going out of control right mm-hmm. so there needs to be a way of like going back to ground zero mm-hmm. through um it's like mental and like physical hygiene almost right mm-hmm. that's so um, interesting but it is interesting yeah. right and mm-hmm. that's why yoga is so prominent in today's age uh mm-hmm. day and age um breath yeah. work all that kind of stuff because yeah. people are realizing that all these practices mm-hmm. you're you are releasing a lot of tension and trauma because mm-hmm. we're stepping out of that culture where it's like everything mm-hmm. is okay like just mm-hmm. keep it to yourself like don't worry yeah. right and it yeah. depends on which culture you're into that's very it's always practiced in a way where yeah. it's like it's like oh back home we didn't have any of these problems yeah, it's exactly. like yeah. things were much worse it's like yeah but mm-hmm. at the same time this mental mm-hmm. toxicity and like stuff like that is mm-hmm. almost worse than like yeah. being in a uh, environment where things are exactly right? where you have to like survive where you have sometimes. to survive yeah. right it's yeah it's bad but at the same time yeah being in the mental being tortured mentally and feeling trapped mm-hmm. in your head is mm-hmm. like way worse yeah. in a way than in a sense than actual yeah, yeah well environmental yeah I circumstances i i definitely <clears> think <throat> that too and i think um even i think just from our parents too who were not born and uh, yeah your parents were oh, not right. born in here. western society exactly yeah. and i think having parents like just being first generation like mm-hmm. canadian like um asian for me asian canadian right mm-hmm. and being born here in canada and grown up here in canada, like we don't have the same struggles as our parents did and right. like as grateful and you know thankful I am for the life that they've given us here like Mm. coming to Canada like I feel that they sometimes like we had there's trauma there (laughs) is what I'm trying to say and and how they grew up and how they were raised is very different from how we are raised you know Mm. born here in Canada and have like the opportunities that we have but that being said I think a lot of it has to do with um the trauma that is passed down from generation to generation right. that they didn't even know exist and right. now it's passed on to us in a way inherently mm-hmm. because and um, we have to suffer as a result right mm-hmm. but just yeah. even like small things like behavioral things that mm-hmm. they have kind of passed down generation to generation i think they sometimes it passes along to us now and we're just kind of realizing mm-hmm. what like the effect that it's had on us and mm-hmm. it's kind of i think we're at a point a good point where we can actually heal some of those traumas ourselves mm-hmm. through you know meditation and, and self-growth and 
like healing them through other means that we have access to. Right, which our is, generation yeah. is a lot more open-minded in that regard. Where mm-hmm. we're open, whereas for them, it was probably very like mm-hmm. stay on the path, mm-hmm. don't stray. Yeah, or... like for me, my parents like mental health is was you know in Asian countries sometimes it's not even acknowledged. Yeah, same with us. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and I think right now we have you know the tools for to be able to help ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. and and kind of get rid of those traumas that have been in place before our generations you know right. so i think it's really cool that we have so back position. to the subject of uh, <laughs> meditation yes do you do any meditation yes what yeah. kind of meditation do you do? um i do a bunch so i have a few apps mm-hmm. um we did a meditation earlier <laughs> right breath work but breath work yeah. i think you're the, the person who showed me breath work and mm. dra- is it called dragon breathing yeah there's like cello yeah. breath dragon breath yeah. fire breath so um <clears throat> but the one i normally do is calm so i mm. use an app called calm so i usually meditate every day before like first thing in the morning i'll mm. just i'll be in bed and i'll meditate even if it's 10 minutes even if i'm in a rush because i feel like it really it just helps reset cleans everything. the slate exactly yeah. call like calms all the like the noise and everything and mm-hmm. helps you start your day really clear and yeah i think for me it's also meditation journaling <laughs> because mm. i'm a writer like i i've always been a writer i mm-hmm. studied you know english communication i i write and it's part of I think who I a strong part of who I am so I love to write and I think even just putting on a really good playlist and journaling mm-hmm. like lighting a candle like journaling and that is a form of meditation you know so mm-hmm. I do Absolutely. think it's a really good way and I don't know if you've done the five minute journal before or five minute journal yeah I've done numerous uh, types of journals like I have yeah. a stoic journal I've just yeah. done freestyle journaling five minute journal what, I have to what show does that you. consist of so it basically is kind of like a gratitude journal okay. and every day you write I think it's three things that mm-hmm. you're grateful for and then there's a part where you can write an affirmation so mm-hmm. you can write whatever um speaks to you and then at the end of the night you write another three things that you're grateful for so got it yeah yeah. the stoic journal is kind of like that Mm -hmm. where i'll ask you a question but Mm -hmm. it's in regards to being appreciative Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day it'll be like okay what'd you learn today and how can you like implement that I love stoicism, moving, by the way. Moving, yeah. I try to <laughs> Are practice. you a Tim Ferriss man? Tim Ferriss? Yeah. Yeah. When I was you younger, are. I yeah. used to be very into him. But yeah. a lot of people that I kind of, I guess, look up to in a sense, yeah, yeah. they have that very stoic mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like leadership qualities where you don't get too associated with your emotions and you realize mm-hmm. that everything passes while becoming the strongest version of yourself. <laughs> book coming 2025 so but yeah in regards to books Mm. kind of books you're reading a lot of personal development self-help personal development yeah i think those are the types of books that i really really enjoy these days Mm -hmm. um i think also you've given me so many good recommendations Mm -hmm. and um even on the more spiritual side right i think I was telling you before that you're the first person who recommended Don Miguel. Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah. (laughs) Four Agreements. Four Agreements. And I think that was an awesome book. And I think also his Master of Love Mm -hmm. was really good too. Yeah. So so my top three recommendations for anybody that's interested is always The Mastery of Love, uh, The Four Agreements. Those are both by Don Miguel Ruiz and then The Power of Now. Yes, Power of Now. 
present. Do you want to go? Eckhart Tolle is coming now. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down to go see him, but yeah. have you heard how he speaks? No. He speaks yeah. like well, yeah. this because he is very present. Because he's Zen. <laughs> yes. I'm down to experience <laughs> I listened to uh, The Power of Now. Yeah. Uh, audio book format the first time and mm. that's how we spoke and you fell asleep with no i loved it at that yeah <laughs> like i didn't get through it yeah i loved <laughs> so that i was asleep like that was the one like i had a one profound experience actually mm. when i was listening to that audio book because i was in a point in my life where career and everything was going well but mm. in terms of slowly opening up to being more mm. like i was kind of breaking down like human one-on-one traits i'm like mm. okay there, there's breath work stuff i'm like all right mm. and i stumbled upon the power of now and then um, the experience I had, I was at Union Station, I was standing mm-hmm. listening to the book, and the beginning, I think it was like the second chapter, he talks mm-hmm. about, all right, do this exercise where mm-hmm. you kind of um, become aware of your surroundings, observe mm-hmm. things without no mind, like just mm-hmm. look without any thoughts associated with it. Mm-hmm. And then I remember standing there and looking up at the buildings and like trying not to think of anything or mm-hmm. like not putting any effort and just observing mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. and I was able to perceive so much more and I got that mm-hmm. feeling of when I was a child almost mm-hmm. where I had nothing to worry about no responsibilities mm-hmm. just living life for the sake of living mm-hmm. and I got emotional in that state mm-hmm. like, and then I was like what the and then I kind of mm-hmm. slipped back into my headspace like that yeah. neurotic chatter the noise yeah. starts to surface again and I was like what the fuck was that yeah wow. and um, so this That's was like six, you, six seven <laughs> years ago right and then yeah. that happened to me and as a result that's why I recommend this book to so many people. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. especially when people are very ungrounded or not awake and mm-hmm. like kind of autopilot through life, if mm-hmm. they're open to it, of course, mm-hmm. um, I'll be like, yo, check yeah. this book out. And then yeah. after they read it, they're like, holy shit. Yeah. Because it all boils down to like, I preach this a lot and like, we probably mentioned it in other podcasts as well, but the present moment and the now is like essentially all oh, that yeah. there is. Yeah. Uh, so every decision that you make or like whatever choices or even your projections of what you want to be in the future whatever you're always Mm. going to be in the present moment Mm -hmm. so never project and be like oh i can't wait until this moment it's like Mm. no just be happy in this moment that that moment will come yeah we're always going to be in this state of awareness in the current Mm -hmm. present yeah right so it's like what's the point of projecting and when you're younger too you're more prone to that kind of stuff it's like let's say for example Mm -hmm. let's say i book a vacation i'm excited for it whatever Mm -hmm. If I'm not present and ungrounded, this is, I guess, in like more of a positive life. Every mm-hmm. day is going to become a means to an end until mm-hmm. that day comes. Mm-hmm. That day is going to come. I'm still going to be programmed in that type where I won't mm-hmm. be able to enjoy the vacation itself. Mm-hmm. Right? You're like focused on. Yeah, yeah it's like more of like projecting into the future because you kind of, we're kind of used to that, right? Mm-hmm. We're kind of used to like, oh, things are going to be better when this yeah. happens. Things are going to be better when this happens. Yeah. Where it's like, there's no things are going to be better because the future doesn't exist exactly. in a way. So yeah. it's like just be loving, genuine, present. kind, enjoy yeah. the present moment, be appreciative of mm-hmm. what you have and like mm-hmm. be grateful and like watch how mm-hmm. your life kind of shifts mm-hmm. in a positive fashion. Yeah, and I think that's all we have, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like the past is just a story essentially mm-hmm. and the future it hasn't happened. Right. So. And there's nothing wrong with the past or the future in terms of like project, like I guess reflecting on it, Mm -hmm. but being caught up in a sense where you're neurotic about it and you're Mm -hmm. not present at all. Like Mm -hmm. I know some people where like, 
I have conversations with them mm-hmm. and I can tell there's mm-hmm. like so much going on they're not even there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then or like family members like mm-hmm. parents where they're so they've suffered so much or whatever and mm-hmm. they're just hardwired in that way where they're yeah. constantly thinking 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 about everything yeah. and creativity essentially and like love and kindness and all that kind of stuff laughter mm-hmm. stems from being mm-hmm. in the moment mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. if i was if i'm worrying about what happened yesterday and like projecting into what happens tomorrow like mm-hmm. i won't be able to like joke around or, yeah. or else it's gonna be like <laughs> yeah fake or, yeah yeah but i also think as long as you're living like from your soul purpose mm-hmm. you know so a lot moment. of people they don't even know what their soul purpose is but mm. if you keep thinking about it you won't be yeah, able but, to find but it but i think soul purpose is just whatever feels good right yeah, no, like you don't you yeah. have to surrender right like yeah. well, as soon as you surrender and you do what true you truly enjoy and what you're kind of passionate about and mm. some people are like i don't know what i'm passionate about yeah it's like let go yeah see what happens yeah you're gonna find that thing yeah and i think back to that too because I really, I experienced that too, where I Mm. felt for a long time, I felt I was really like lost career wise Mm -hmm. because I had so many passions that I I didn't know which to pursue. Mm -hmm. And like, like I wanted to do writing, I wanted to do art, like makeup, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to do um, like business stuff. And, Mm -hmm. but I also really liked doing sales. So it was, it was really, and I also, I went to grad school, like I did my master's degree and right. I, I was working as a research assistant during that time and I, mm-hmm. I felt like I had to commit to one career and commit to like one purpose. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's it's totally not that way. And I think whenever someone asks me like, Oh, how did you like find your passion or what you love to do? I think it's just trial and error and error, right? right. And you have to just do it and try the different roots because that's the only way that you're going to find out whether you like something mm-hmm. or not and it won't be fun either like people mm-hmm. assume that yeah when i find that thing that i'm passionate about everything's mm-hmm. going to be blessed it's like mm-hmm. oh hard work dedication mm-hmm. willpower discipline those are all like mm-hmm. huge skills that you need to work on and if mm-hmm. you don't have those skills you, mm-hmm. you have to dive into that mm-hmm. so it's like a going down layer by layer in terms mm-hmm. of what's at the core working yeah. on those things yeah so it's like, what does yeah. it take to launch a business or a company? Okay, it takes mm-hmm. a lot of willpower and discipline. Do you have that mm-hmm. willpower and discipline? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, what does it take to mm-hmm. become more disciplined and have mm-hmm. willpower? Okay, I need to mm-hmm. become more mindful and present, maybe mm-hmm. meditate. Mm-hmm. And then this slow progression leads to all of these things kind of falling in place, mm-hmm. right? Whereas yeah. if I'm sitting always stressing and like worrying and in an mm-hmm. anxious state of mind, I'm not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. Yeah, you just got to like breathe. Yeah, so. And read through it. <laughs> I feel like and, we you know. covered a lot of subjects. Yeah, what, like, what got, time got, is it? Got like, to know you on a deeper <laughs> level. Yeah. Um, but no, awesome stuff. I appreciate your time. Of course. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much me. for coming on Such the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We're probably going to have many more podcasts down the line and so. as, as we grow and evolve. This in is our really life. fun. Yeah, like, no, this is just, yeah. these, these are our normal everyday conversations. Yeah, it's recorded now. <laughs> and now it's recorded for other people to sit on and yeah. be like, hmm, I never yeah. thought of that that way. Yeah. But, and I love listening to podcasts. So, I yeah, like so hopefully people enjoy this as long hopefully. as it impacts even one person or 0.5 person. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> Very true. All right. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Peace. Thanks for having me.